Hi, and welcome to the Reef Roundup podcast, where we dive into marine conservation stories from around the world. We're your hosts. I'm Graham. And I'm Tamara, and we can't wait to dive into this episode. Join us and meet some of the many amazing people who are doing exciting work to save the ocean for future generations, with a focus on restoration, ecology, and environment. We hope today's show is a wake-up call, but also brings you both hope and inspiration as you learn about the amazing work that's being done and how you too can be an ocean champion. Let's get started. Just a quick heads up, this is one of our episodes which was recorded in Bremen, Germany at the International Coral Reef Symposium, so you'll hear a reference to that in the episode. Alright, here we go. Hello, this is Graham Patterson and Tamara Silverstone reporting from the International Coral Reef Symposium in Bremen, Germany for the Pacifica Radio Network. I'm honored to be sitting down today with Dr. Raquel Peixoto. She is the Associate Professor of Marine Science at the Kaust University in Saudi Arabia. And welcome to our show. Yeah, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. So you've just presented plenary at the conference today. It was focused on beneficial microorganisms for corals, using probiotics to help support the health and heat tolerance of coral. Fascinating topic. You, talk, <laughs> you talked a lot about using basically what I understand to be probiotics to help coral survive other stressors in the environment, to be more healthy as they go into situations such as, you know, increased water temperatures and to make it through those alive and healthy. So if you could tell me a little bit about that, are these the same probiotics that we think of when we think of like yogurt, you know, that we see on the label there? This is a very good question. And actually, it's the same principle. So it's the same type of application. It's just different organisms. So when we select microorganisms for humans and probiotics that are beneficial for us, ideally, we select probiotics and microorganisms that live associated with us, that we know that are beneficial and that we want to increase in numbers. For corals, we translate this knowledge into, into finding the microorganisms that live within corals and that are beneficial for corals. First of all, because it's like we are not introducing anything that is not native. So we choose those that are very abundant, that are very common, and that we know that can be beneficial for corals because we've been studying them. And we just, what we do is that we increase the numbers of these good ones because these good ones are abundant. They are found in these reefs, they are found in the corals, but they are also sensitive to stress. So when corals is stressed, when the temperature of the water is high, when there is an oil spill or the presence of a pathogen, these good guys replaced by the bad guys, by pathogens. So we are basically restoring. It's just like restoring a forest, a degraded forest. If the forest is degraded, what do you do? You replant trees. So what we are doing is that we are replanting the good bacteria that are already there, but they are sensitive and they are also dying. So we put it back, we increase the numbers so that they can fight the pathogens and they can find the bad conditions. So basically, yes, the same principle, but just different groups of organisms. 
organisms. So how do you get these probiotics so that they can be added to the reef and provided for the coral? Are they cultured? We basically go to the, the reef, we take the corals, we bring a small piece of coral to the lab, and we grow them using culture media. So we kind of give food to bacteria. We don't know much of the condition, so we are able to actually culture, and this is actually a very good point and, and thing to highlight. We only know about 1% to 10% of the bacteria that are there. We know all of them from molecular tools, so we, we know the DNA, the RNA, but we only culture a small fraction of it. So we are also working on increasing the reach and culturing more groups of bacteria but those that we can grow we select we do this screening to eliminate any potential pathogen to eliminate anything that can be harmful and we only end up with the good ones and once we have the good ones we do the screening for the mechanisms the things that we know that the bacteria can help corals with like for example producing specific vitamins that are important for them mitigating degrading some toxic compounds that are produced when corals are stressed. So we tackle several different things that happen at the same time within the coral holobiont, within the coral organism when they are stressed. And then we just use this selection to combine these organisms in a way that we have most of the beneficial traits. Incredible. And my understanding also from your presentation earlier is this is pretty new as being applied to coral reefs, right? Like you mentioned that this was already in use for many years in land-based ecosystems systems. But you're kind of doing some cutting edge research in this. Can you tell us how that research is going, what your results are? Yes, you're right. This has been explored and used, exploited for decades for agriculture, for example, for humans and aquaculture. And now we've started to use this for wildlife, you know, to protect and to cope with biodiversity loss. So it's being used for frogs and bees and bats, even in few trials and successfully. And in our case, we've started in the lab. So we started testing in, in, in tanks, inoculating bacteria, and the first results indicated that bacteria, we could mitigate bleaching so that the corals would not bleach, which is the process of losing the symbiont, the, the organism that live within them and provide most of the nutrients. And this bleaching process, it's kind of the pre-mortality step. And then in a second moment, we've managed to manipulate it in a way that we could actually prevent mortality. So we know that it mitigates bleaching. We know that it actually prevents mortality. And we've managed to locate it within the corals. So we know now that they actually associate with the corals. So these bacteria are also living within the corals. They are symbionts. We can see them. We can, we can measure it, can kind of quantify, and we can also see it, which is great. And right now we are scaling it up. So we've done several tests in the lab, we've proved it efficient and safe, and now we are testing it in a very pilot, very small scale experiment in the field, where we inoculate the probiotics on one colony, two colonies, a few colonies of corals, and we track it over time. And the first results indicate that it works in the field in a way that we can change the, I mean, corals uptake the probiotics in the reef. And now this summer, we'll see if they will be more resilient against thermal stress. So this research has made it out of the lab. Just beginning, like just infancy is like the first few trials, but we are very confident because the first results are very interesting. Fantastic. We hear a lot at this conference about the need for 
you know, many different fronts of confronting the challenges that we're seeing on coral reefs, right? Definitely like, you know, the science being done, the restoration being done, policy playing a big role in in implementing um, different stressors that come from humans in the form of runoff and pollutants, etc., but also within the science, I think we hear a lot about, is this scalable? You know, is this, is this an experiment that, you know, stays on a small scale? Could this actually be a solution? And can you speak a little to that? This is exactly where we are. So because last year we started inoculating it in a very manual way because we wanted to prove the concept and we wanted to make it in a very controlled way to be very safe. And now what we are doing is that we are expanding it a little bit with testing a prototype that works just like an irrigation system, just like as you have in your backyard and it can inoculate several colonies at once it can be regulated through an app in your phone and then it's easy to scale up you know and cover a very large area of coral reef we're also developing pills that have this slow release release process that works just like a nicotine patch and then you can throw these bacterial pills on the reef and even robots can do that and these bacterial pills will be slowly releasing these bacteria so when and once the temperature increases and these good bacteria start to die we still have these permanent you know release of these bacteria back so that they can fight the pathogens that's incredible so, so it sounds like a lot of different fronts are, are being explored as far as how to how to apply this and and as far as you know if we're saying we're five years down the road from now and things have gone well like where do you see things being five ten years from now um in regards to this I think we will be able to, at least for some reefs, in some cases, minimize the losses. So we can, the loss, so we can, for example, we know when bleaching is going to happen from no earth. So what we need to do is that once we know that this bleaching will happen here or there in specific reefs, we can just go apply this medicine because now we know that it's going to happen. It just... We can, there's nothing we can do. Just wait and count the damage. Once we have this possibility, I think in five years we'll have, we can go with these prototypes or the pews and give them a booster so that they will become healthier and they can fight the thermal stress and they can go through that. So I, I'm not sure if we're going to make, if we're going to be able to save all of the corals and all of the reefs, but I think we will at least minimize the amount of colonies that will die so we can save at least part of it. And we hear about so many challenges that the ocean and the corals are currently facing. And it's so exciting to hear news about new solutions that are being proven and scaled to help save the coral reefs. It's very important to also highlight that this is one of the things that we can do and that these probiotics will only work if we also mitigate the other problems, the stressors, because if you continue to increase the water temperature, then not even the, the probiotics will be effective. So this is we community and as an international society, we've established these three pillars that are equally important, mitigation of CO2 emission, mitigation of local stressors and active restoration. So the probiotics would be active restoration and rehabilitation, but it's a band-aid and it only works if you also work the climate problem. So if we manage to keep it, even if it's increasing, but if we manage to keep it at 1.5 degrees and, and work on the local stressors, then the probiotics would work because if not, it will be continually exposing these corals to stress that unreachable. We cannot cope with 
that level of stress. So it's one of the components. And if you do our homework, we can also get the probiotics to protect the chorus. Great. Well, well, thank you for all of your work. I'm here again with Raquel Peixoto. She is the Associate Professor of Marine Science at Kaus University in Saudi Arabia. Really exciting research. Thank you so much for being on the show. And we look forward to following up with you about the future developments. Thank you. It was a pleasure. And I'm very happy to talk about this work and give people hope because I think this is the other side of it, right? If you, even if you work on the climate problem, we still need to cope with what's already there, what's already degraded. So I'm happy that our work is bringing this hope back. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for joining us for another edition of the Reef Roundup podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please take a moment and subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. And don't forget to add us on Instagram at Reef Roundup for news about the ocean, inspiring stories, and more. You can also find more about us as well as our guests at reefroundup.com. We release a new episode every two weeks. See See you soon. soon.